Hiya, welcome to the Red Men TV. I am here with Adam Alana as we look at Bobby Firmino and his career at Liverpool Football Club. So to start it off then, let's go back to the beginning, sorry. Uh, when was the first time you became aware of Roberto Firmino? Was it during his time at Hoffenheim or was the first kind of glimpse of, of him when he actually signed for Liverpool? Yeah, I think it was when he signed. I, I, hadn't, I hadn't heard of Bobby or uh, who he was playing for. Um, so it was, it was a surprise. I think he came in... I think it was the summer after I joined. Two thousand and fifteen. Two thousand and fifteen. Yeah. yeah, when Brendan, Brendan signed, and obviously Brendan, I think was only in the job another few, few months. But um, what struck me straight away probably wasn't Bobby himself. Was how Klopp was once he signed. He kind of like knew he had this like diamond that was just no one had really seen yet. And um, he just knew straight. I remember in one of his meetings, he said, "We have this player like Bobby. You don't know how how good he is yet, you know." And um, that was very. That was obviously gave everyone like a lot of confidence, and uh, you know, just one of few things that Jurgen done initially to kind of have a big impact, really. Yeah, uh, you, you talk about him there, you know, being massive under the Jurgen Klopp era. What was your first impressions of him as a footballer then? You know, seeing him in training straight away, he had the Brazilian flair. He's had some unbelievable moments. What was your first impressions of him as a footballer? He, he had a Brazilian flair, but you knew straight away and he understood the game. Um, like I said, in, 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 we all had a, you know, myself included, it, 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 uh, it was hard to settle at Liverpool for, for my first year and I think Bobby had, had that for maybe the initial three, four months. Um, but, you know, as soon as Jürgen came, I think it just made him feel more at home. He, he started playing him as, as this false nine straight away, whereas at the beginning he was playing maybe wide left a little bit, maybe a bit of number 10. So Jürgen seemed to know exactly what he had and how to utilise it and how to get the best out of him and... You know, from the word go, he, he became, you know, the the centrepiece really to what Jurgen was trying to build. Yeah, you mentioned that he he maybe struggled for the first couple of months. What was the integration process like at the time? He, he didn't speak English, obviously, and the Brendan Rodgers era was coming to an end. You know, what was he like in the dressing room? Now you see him samba dancing every time he scores, <laughs> always smiling. Was he a bit more timid and shy because he was coming into new surroundings, new club, and obviously a language where he he, he didn't speak it? What was he like? Yeah, in the first he, couple he of months? was shy. I'd I'd still say. Bobby's quite shy and timid now, even though you know he has the hair and the teeth <laughs> and uh, the the samba and the, and the tricks. But I think he's very very quiet and, and reserved away from or in the dressing room. He's not he's not loud. The opposite to that. Same as Felipe. Felipe was was very shy and and reserved, and that pleasantly makes you warm to them because they're just good people. You know, good people, good family person. Um, and yeah, when he first came in, the club was in a transitional moment, um, and I could relate to that because I, you know, I had a very, I had a tough first year settling for for loads of reasons, and it could only have been harder for Bobby with with the language, with the different culture, different country. But you could see straight away he wasn't just a flair Brazilian. He had he had like some German traits in him, which were discipline, hard work. And he would run, um, and again, that's probably with hindsight now. I understand why Jurgen was so excited to um, utilise him. 
Yeah, you, you mentioned the word youth lies there, and I think in the last question you also mentioned that maybe he was playing this right wing. Was there ever talk, because there was obviously speculation in the media, that basically he wasn't being utilised to the best of his ability until Jurgen Klopp came in. Did that talk ever make it into the dressing room then before Brendan Rodgers left? No, not at all. Um, I, I, wasn't, I wouldn't even been aware, aware of it at that time. I just thought, with all due respect, I, I'd never even seen Bobby play before. So I wasn't even sure if he was a 10 or if he was a winger. You know, similar to myself, I played a lot of football out wide, whereas I was probably... You know, I played my best football more centrally, which which happened in in, in years to come. Um, <clears throat> sometimes it just takes time to to adapt to a new team, and like I said before, Jurgen was was huge in getting the best out of Bobby straight away. You know that that false number nine role that he implemented for so many years. He he probably made it his own. Um, <clears throat> even speaking to our new manager now, he he says. Uh, Firmino is one of his favourite players that you know that he'd like to coach because he's got the ability to play that false nine, which is like a number ten. But then you can play a striker, and she's just got a special talent. Yeah, he, he certainly does. He can do a lot for this team. And and talking about that, then you know how integral was he to to Klopp's system? It felt like Klopp was building a team based around Roberto Firmino. How important was it that you know he was the centerpiece and he knitted everything together? And ultimately, that this system then becomes this Liverpool team that go on to win absolutely everything. Yeah, he, he basically built the team around him. For, for me, Bobby playing the, the false nine gave gave uh, license for you know Mo and and Sadio and Felipe to kind of express themselves. And you know, Bobby was was the link. Okay, of course he chipped in with goals and assists, but what what he done a lot of the time goes under the radar, you know, defensively is counter-pressing. Um, he just understands the game. And um, I think so many players will kind of say he's their most important player or just because not what you, everyone sees, but the stuff that goes under the radar that kind of complements everything else he does. Yeah, 100%. And, and on that then, you know, you mentioned how integral he's, he's been to that Klopp system. Was there a game in that 15-16 season where obviously you've seen his ability on the training pitch, but was there a specific game that season? And I'm sorry, I'm putting you under pressure to try no, and pick I, a game. Fair, I remember it. I remember um, after international break coming back um, and we had City. Yeah, that's the game I was thinking of. And no one had really seen... The, the this was early in Jurgen's reign, so I think it might have been one of the first games Jurgen played him as a false nine. I think the front three that day was Felipe, Bobby, and, and me up top, and the Brazilians put on a show first half, and uh, I was kind of just there in the moment doing the running probably or, or summit, but uh, celebrating with them. Um, but that was that was the first moment where it was like wow, we went to City, we won four <clears> one. <throat> um, and, you know, in that first season, we, we, we made strides forwards, but then I took steps back a, along the way. And you know, it was a transitional, it was part of the process is what happened. But um, things just started clicking and you could see Bobby started feeling at home. The confidence was there. He knew the manager backed him, trusted him. Playing him in, in an area in the pitch where he felt free and comfortable. And um, it, was a, it was a special game that. And... Yeah, they both put on a show, Felipe and uh, Bobby in the first half. 
it's a team game. You still had a part <laughs> in that. You played. Um, so obviously, you've mentioned we as a team made strides forward, but also took some steps back. The end of that season ends in disappointment, losing the Europa League. But with that system, the way it was coming together, you know, with Klopp as the manager, did it feel like, yeah, we'll be back, we'll be back, and we'll have a chance to win these trophies, these major honours once again? I'm not sure we believed it in that moment, but like looking back now. You know, we, we got to the, the, the final of the Europa League in his first season, which, of course, there were signs there. We, we were just following Jürgen, really. We were just like puppies towards him, just kind of doing whatever, whatever he told us to do. Um, and we trusted that if we did that, then success would come. You knew how he kind of approached us, spoke to us in meetings that, you know, the Champions League was his, or Europe, Europe European nights, he knew how to win and he achieved that straight away in his first year and obviously we then managed to qualify for the Champions League and um, well the rest was history really but uh, yeah Bob, he definitely got the best out of Bobby As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell B2B and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either that's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Yeah, and after Bobby then, uh, we obviously had the additions of Amane and Salah, which made up the iconic front three. And then we signed Virgil at the back, Alison, Fabinho. It felt like then everything really started you know, to click. Liverpool became relentless winners. And I remember Peter Crouch saying the quote that if you watch the game, you don't see Firmino. But if you watch Firmino, you see the whole game. Does that ring true even to this day? Could Liverpool have became that team without Liverpool's unselfish, uh, without Firmino's unselfish nature? I honestly don't think so, no. No. No, I think Bobby is so selfless and, and the way the way his, his strengths complement the team uh, in terms of... He just, he just plays the false nine as good as... Uh, and anyone else it, it's so difficult to find a you know a striker that that plays the false nine because you need certain attributes and and certain attributes aren't even coachable it's just natural um that can still score goals as well um 
so it was yeah it was a it was a treat for, for for me to be able to play alongside him and with him because you know I I saw the game like him you know I, I we had different traits but we we were on the same wavelength you could feel that in training regardless of the language we spoke the same language which was football yeah 100% um so we've talked about his unselfish nature on the pitch in his role but there is you know examples of it off the pitch you know Salah joins and Firmino instantly hands over his number 11 shirt does that is is this an example of like his unselfish nature off the pitch and what he did to keep the team chemistry and morale perfect you know in the dressing room because He'd made that number 11 his own and he passed it down in an instant for, for someone who was only just joining us. And, you know, Salah had done well at, at Roma, but Firmino was creating a team around him. It, just tell me about his unselfish nature and how it, it you could see it in everyday life. Well, it helped that he got the number nine, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, of, of course, he's... Listen, he's... I've played with him, I've trained with him. He's extremely unselfish and... You know, there's no ego there, albeit, you know, you could look at him and think there is, but, but honestly, there isn't. He's he's extremely laid back, and for how good he is, um, you know, he's, he's a wonderful person, selfless, and in a team, you, you know, you need the majority of your, of your team to be like that. Um, and then you let your superstars kind of shine, and, and Bobby is very rare because he's a superstar, but he's, he's a selfless superstar as well, so... Um, not many players that will get you know spoken to as in such high regard as as Bobby and hence why I'm you know I'm sure in, in the documentary you, you'll hear so many people kind of speak uh, very highly of him. Yeah and I think as fans we all feel the exact same but we didn't have that personal connection it's, it's great to hear that he was also you know exactly what we see but off the pitch as well. Liverpool start winning major trophies and we win the, the Champions League followed by the World, World Club Cup followed by the Premier League which we hadn't won in 30 years but there is an argument to say that Firmino was our most pivotal player winning the World Club Cup. Obviously, he scores the winner mm. against Monterey in the semis. He wins the winner against Flamengo in the final. Did he, how, how happy was everyone for him? Because it, did it feel like he deserved that moment, a moment to really be the hero? Because he doesn't always get the headlines. It was more Mane and Salah. Did it feel like, you know, he deserves that moment? It, it, that was important for him, I think. You know, he, they probably recognised that that competition more than us over in Europe and um, I think we played against uh, was it a Mexican team and did we play who did we play against in the final uh, Flamengo Flamengo which is a Brazilian team isn't it yeah. so you know it was extra sweet I think for for Bobby and I remember him being fantastic in both both them games um, and yeah as I said he didn't he wasn't he still scored a blooming lot of goals I think he scored <laughs> over 100 for Liverpool so it's you know I can't even sit here and say he wasn't a goal scorer because he he was as well and that, again that's why you know it's so rare to get people that play like false nine which means you're not always a natural goal scorer but Bobby's got the stats to back it up as well. So if you can look back on Firmino's time then what is your favourite Firmino moment? I think I think you know off the pitch I think his celebrations are. are are amazing the the song that the fans sing um i think incredible like it's probably one for my favorite song i think uh the si senor song it's just catching and it's uh it fits with the person he is i think um 
and you know on the pitch I could, I could be here for hours telling you about some of the performances he put in some of his goals he scored not even goals but just some of his touches and the, the way he kind of sees the way he effortlessly makes the game look so simple um you know, I remember there being a goal against Newcastle. It might have been where Mo played in the ball, and he done like a don't even know what he'd done, but he <laughs> laid it into Mo's pathway without even looking. Um, and he, he taught me an awful lot, an awful lot. Um, and even now, you know, when I'm speaking to to my to my lad, and I'll always reference Bobby and how he takes the ball, how he receives it, how he how he's selfless, brings other players into play. Um, <clears throat> And I'm, you know, looking forward to see the farewell that he gets at, at the club because he'll be a legend forever. You didn't really do any of the, the samba type dancing with him, <laughs> but I, I do remember one celebration off the top of my head where I think he jumps on you and you both headbutt each other and go yeah. down to the, to the floor. Yeah. Um, it, it seems unbelievable to, to play with a player like that and obviously win everything with him. Uh, what would his legacy be like then? Obviously, how will Liverpool fans see him and his time at the club? A legend forever. Um, of course, it's it's sad that he's leaving, but you know all great things do come to an end. And you know, there's an argument to say that a cycle is coming to an end now. With obviously Mane leaving, uh, Bobby's not going to be there anymore. Um, you know, I, I might be wrong, or that. Well, I'm not wrong. The players are starting to leave, and that's what happens. Uh, there's different generations in in football and cycles, and there's an element that probably the club need to rebuild. And um, what what is nice is that, albeit they're having a difficult season, the fans, the football club, need to recognise kind of what he's done, um, what he's brought to the football club, and that's legacy. You know, you, we can do all our talking about him but what what will be what will happen is that in years to come when he comes back that's how you how you'll know how respected he is because the fans won't ever forget him yeah I, I think as a fan that the hard thing is is you watch your team and once they become the pinnacle of football and win it all you kind of forget that in five years down the road everyone ages and things have to come to an end it does feel like you know one by one as players start leaving that you you can, it feels like you've lost someone, and that like seems an over exaggeration, but it really does. That's how much he meant. Yeah, to that's that's what happens, and then you mourn them, and then and then you you feel sorry for yourself that you, that you've lost these players. But it's you know it's life, and it's it's what happens in football. Everything comes to an end, and you move on. It was the same when Stevie left. Um, you know the the feeling around the place. There'll be nothing like than than that. You know Stevie's in a different breath itself to, to anyone um, but it feels different this because it, uh, it mirrors the success the football clubs had over the last five six years and you know I, I hope it's it's not the end of the success you know what's difficult is that every, every club's rebuilding every club's spending money every club wants to what's the success that Liverpool have had over the last five years um, but listen it's it's, it's important that Bobby gets the accolades he deserves because he was right at the heart of, of everything that's that's been won over the past five, six years at the club. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure he will get that send-off, especially at Anfield. Um, I, I'm going to be very upset that day, <laughs> to say the least. Um, so if you could give me one word, just Bobby Firmino in one word, what would you say? 
I'd say happy. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, like you say that and I smile. You, you talk about Bobby from a football sense, from a uh, from a people sense, a person sense, from a visual sense. You know, you look at him and you just see his teeth glistening. <laughs> he's just he's he's just always happy, um, and he puts a smile on people's face. Yeah, well, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to a Liverpool yeah. legend yeah, thanks for having uh, me. about another Liverpool legend. Uh, that's been Redmen TV, Bobby Firmino documentary. If you enjoyed that interview with Adam Lallana, then there are a whole host more, as well as our full three-episode docu-series, Bobby Firmino, Best in the World, over on redmenplus.com right now. Fill your boots on Bobby Firmino, love, an absolutely stellar series and full interviews with all of the contributors as well from Liverpool legends, past and present. Yeah, redmenplus.com, fill your boots.